The offseason is here. The Astros need to know one thing. Who will guide their team into 2024? I'm going to give you my top three managerial picks for the Houston Astros. Let's talk about it right now. everybody and welcome into a special H-Town Wheelhouse edition of Locked on Astros. I'm going to give you my top three managerial picks. Before we get into that, we got to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment right. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150 total if your team wins. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. My name is H Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H Town Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Always positive, always Stros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on YouTube, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and easy to listen to. Share it with your friends. Let them know that we are the most downloaded Astros podcast on the planet. And I just want y'all to know that we definitely are excited about this offseason because we've got a lot to talk about. And thank you, Everydayers, for getting us over the 10,000 subscriber mark. We are now at 10,056 subscribers. We need your help because we're charging to 20,000. Look, there is a lot to talk about, and I'm certainly not going to talk about everything that we have because it would take a two-hour show to unpack everything. And I want to get you in and out in 30 minutes so that you can get to work, so you can get your hustle on and get your Astros knowledge on to share at the water cooler. So thank you all for tuning in once again. So look, let me just tell you what my top three managerial picks are based in and why I think they are these three. These are not three candidates that I think are the top because someone told me they were, but just deducing from the list that have been provided, the Brian McTaggart, the Chandler Romes, the different people in the press, Bob Nightingale writing about it, throwing out names for candidates. I went with the three most likely guys, and they all have connections to the Houston Astros in one way or another. So in this first segment, I want to talk about why an in-house candidate makes sense and you can obviously, if you're watching, you can see the names on the board. I'm not going to spoil it till the end. But then I'm going to tell you why a Dana Brown target, someone who he's familiar, makes sense. And then I'm going to talk about why I chose the three. And I'm going to reveal them in the order I think that they stand to be hired. If you're watching, the order on the screen may not be the exact order I think has top priority. But let's get into it. The Houston Astros, since 2015, really, 2016 was kind of a weird year. Um, that's when the Rangers leapfrogged us and went into the playoffs. And 2015, we 
were like really one or two innings away from beating the Royals, maybe could have won the World Series in 2015. We're talking dynasty by then at this point, but really 2017 until now. There has been a clubhouse culture that has been created by Jim Crane, and, and, and whether you like Jim Crane spending or lack of spending, signing, letting players go, whatever your feelings are, you can't find another owner in Astros history that has brought more success. This is the golden era of Astros baseball. I don't think the golden era of Astros baseball is done with. I think it very much is in line to continue to keep going. Now, has the competition gotten stiffer? 100%. Have the division opponents like the Rangers and the Mariners stepped things up? Absolutely. Well, obviously, the Rangers are in the World Series right now. It's tied one-to-one. The Diamondbacks are doing the Lord's work. They beat the Rangers nine-to-one in game two after just getting their heart tripped out in game one with an 11th inning just blast to right to right field by um, Adolis Garcia. So that is tied one-to-one. But back focusing on the Houston Astros. Dusty Baker announces his retirement. I think we all saw the writing on the wall, and it sounds like that decision was made early on in the season in the spring training from his words. So Dusty knew it was his last year. He kind of referenced, took some shots at the press, saying he read some articles and he decided, yep, I'm done. I don't have any more left. He's missed a lot of stuff with his family. And you got to tip your hat to the guy. This guy, 2,000-plus wins going to be eligible within the first six months of his retirement because of his age and probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he deserves to be so. I know that a lot of people, and we've even had critical things to say about lineup construction, playing time, etc., but at the end, they were one step away from the World Series. And you can say, well, what if this and what if that? But the bottom line is they didn't execute. I mean, when you get your tail end handed to you in the final two games of the season against your division rival, it's probably a good thing you didn't move on. Now, I do think they had a really good chance against the Diamondbacks if they played them, but I digress if I continue to go down this rabbit hole of would have, should have, could have. Bottom line is we did it. So why does it make sense to have a managerial candidate in-house again from 2017 until now? You need someone, in my mind, that understands the culture. You need someone, in my mind, who knows these players. And when you go outside of that realm, when you go outside, someone who has never been here before, I really believe that you have a greater chance of disrupting the clubhouse than not. And, of course, I know probably your automatic counterpoint is, but wasn't Dusty Baker an outsider? Excellent thought. He was. But Dusty Baker was the ultimate calm to the storm. Nobody was going to go after Dusty. Nobody was going to accuse him of cheating. He wasn't going to put up with it, and he clearly didn't. He stuck up for our guys. And even if you didn't like Dusty Baker's managing style, you cannot deny that he backed these guys up. You cannot deny that Dusty Baker absolutely got in front of the players took the shots from the press and told them, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't know why y'all are talking about this. That was then. This is now. We're trying to win another World Series. And he came back, and I tipped the hat to him. At 74 years old, came back and said, you know what? I want to win a second title. And they tried, and they 
just did not get the job done. But we'll talk about a little bit more of that down the road in the show. So the in-house candidate for me, you have someone who Jim Crane is familiar with. You have someone who this Astros baseball club knows in the clubhouse. And my two candidates that are with the Astros have been there. One of them actually has a little bit deeper experience than the other. And he's not the one that I think should get it. But there is a guy in here that if he doesn't get it, I think should absolutely be the bench coach. So I've got two internal candidates and one external candidates. Again, if you watch the show, you can see the template. You can see who it is. And if you're listening, I'm going to let the mystery build. And see, if you don't like the mystery building, then what I would do is I would log on to YouTube, go to Locked on Astros, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Look, we want to get to 20,000 subscribers by spring training. Lofty goal, I think not. Why? Because y'all are the best listeners. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. But before I go forward, I would like to talk about our sponsor. Look, the NFL season is here. And as I speak, the Texans are getting ready to take on the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers um, have a young quarterback in Bryce Young and the Astros have seat and the sorry, the Texans have CJ Stroud and they're going to square off. So right now you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. Any winning winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in the game. You can bet on anything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off this NFL season and get it going the right direction. Hey, the Texans are off to a great start. Why don't you get off to the same great start? So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Today, I want to talk about my top three managerial candidates. Eric cannot be here today. He will be with me. And on Monday night for our Tuesday show, we will actually do a celebration of 10,000 subscribers. I will announce Monday night my giveaways a Morgan Innsberg signed baseball. I've picked several really awesome Astros cards from my personal collection and maybe some other special items. So check that out, and I promise you, you will not be upset about joining in. We will tell you how to enter in, and so there will be multiple ways to win. Now, we would love for everybody to win something, but that's just not the case. So here's a note. If you've won something from us in the past, we're probably going to make those past winners ineligible so that we have more people that have an opportunity to win. But if you've won and you know somebody who would like to win, then enter them as well. So I gave you my case for internal candidates. Let me give you my case for a candidate that makes sense from Dana Brown's perspective. Dana Brown has been with the Braves and just had a really, really good career in baseball itself. And so... Dana Brown knows his stuff and you're not going to hire a GM who isn't aware 
of where he came from or what's going on there in Atlanta. And I just think that you would definitely have to listen to Dana Brown if he gave you a candidate that was from within the Braves organization. Okay. Um, after Dana Brown's playing career, um, he was a minor league coach with the Phillies before becoming a scout with the Pirates in 94. He also promoted to the East Coast cross-checker with the Pirates before becoming director of amateur scouting for the Montreal Expos in 2002. That's right. It's 2023. This guy's been in baseball for 20-plus years. He remained with the franchise, relocated when they became the Nationals, and after the 09 season, Alex Anthopoulos, the GM of Toronto and former assistant of Brown's with the Expos, hired Brown as a special assistant to the GM there in Toronto. He served as vice president of scouting for the Braves from 19 to 22, and obviously they hired him this last year. Let me tell you this. Dana Brown is squarely in the forefront of making this decision, not Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell is an advisor. Jim Crane, Dana Brown are making this decision. Jeff Bagwell will probably have a voice. Jeff Bagwell will probably have a say. He'll probably suggest someone like his buddy, Brad Osmus. But Brad Osmus is not one of the internal people because technically he's not internal. He would be external. And to be quite honest, Brad Osmus is going for a GM role himself. He was a finalist for the GM role. It doesn't make sense to have a guy that was a finalist for the GM role and then the guy that got it over Osmus to then become manager of the team does not make sense. But why does it make sense for Dana Brown to target somebody he's familiar with? Well, right there, he's familiar with him. And there is one person on here, and there's probably more than one that we could pick and choose from his former organization, but there's one I'm going to talk to you about in the third segment. I don't want to reveal that just yet. And I'm pretty sure you can, again, tell if you're watching. That's the advantage of watching our show, subscribing to our YouTube channel. But it's got to be someone that he's familiar with. It's got to be someone that the Astros are familiar with or that Dana Brown's familiar with. It just makes sense. And this is not as easy as it seems. Everybody's like, oh, it's the Astros. You can plug and play. You can put anybody in there. Well, okay, that's great. But nothing's ever guaranteed. Nobody knew the adversity the Astros would go in. Now, I'm not saying I'm I'm Nostradamus. I'm not saying I'm a fortune teller or, you know, I can tell the future. But I did warn the Astros fan base, be ready for a bumpy ride in 2023. I just looked at the law of average. I looked at how everything fell into place perfectly. And that's kind of the season that even amongst all the struggles the Rangers have had, that's why they find themselves in the World Series. They are mimicking a lot in the playoffs what the Astros did last year in the playoffs. And as much as you hate me talking about them on this show, you've got to tip your hat to them. So how do the Astros keep this train rolling? Is the best way to keep this train rolling to bring someone fresh and new? You know, the home woes the not being able to play at home? Do you need someone else outside of this culture to shift the mindset to maybe bring a different perspective? And that's why you would say, okay, Dana Brown, who is the guy that you want to bring? Who is the guy from outside our organization that you trust? Maybe you've worked with, and we'll talk about that in the third segment. So I think that is a very good way to approach this is 
the question and the discussion. Number one, there has been an interview. We've heard reports. We don't know exactly who that is. I have my ideas of who it might be. It's probably one of the three guys that I have on here, just because to me, it makes the most sense. Again, not saying I'm sources, not saying I have an inside track on this. I'm just trying to be the most logical in this approach. To me, Ausmus makes no logical sense. Buck Showalter makes no logical sense. Joe Madden makes no logical sense. I'm trying to think who else is out there has been named. Will Venable is the only name I don't list as my top three that I think could be a possibility. But I don't see anybody else out there that makes sense to me. This Astros team has one goal, get back to the playoffs, get back to the World Series. And you can only do that with one of two ways. And maybe I'm being narrow-minded on this. And you may disagree, and I'm okay with that. But I think it has to come from someone that Dana trusts from a former organization or someone inside that can be trusted that has a proven track record with the players in this clubhouse. So let's go ahead and let's talk about let's talk about this in this last segment, who my top three candidates are. And I'm going to talk about them in the order in which I think they rank for me, number one, number two, and number three. All right, first of all, before we get off, get started off at segment three, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way. And I just want to say thank you to all the fans that I've interacted with, met, um, just got to see. Um, we'll be sharing some of those pictures of fans that I got to meet this season. It's been so fun. And I am really excited. I'm already amped about the 2024 season. I'm already amped about what the Astros are going to do this offseason. And I, I think we're going to see um, an improved team in 2024. So here are my top three. These are my top three candidates. Um, these are who I believe are the number one, number two, and number three guys. My number one candidate has got to be Joe Espada. Joe Espada, let me give you a little bit of his background. From 2010 to 2013, he was with Miami, okay? Um, from 2015 to 2017, he was a Yankees coach, and he's been with the Astros since 2018, okay? In 2017, he coached Puerto Rican national team. He then became the bench coach back in, back 2017, 20, I'm sorry, 2017 to present Astros. He became the bench coach for the Astros in Houston, in 2018, he actually interviewed with the Rangers. 2019, interviewed with the Cubs. We know as recently as last year, he interviewed with the White Sox. Joe Espada is a guy that has been a position coach. He has been a coach that has really helped some of the players on the field. You see some of the videos him working. But Joe Espada, yes, he has interviewed with other teams. And the question I commonly get is, if Joe Spot is such a sought-after manager, why didn't they go with him instead of Dusty? And why didn't he get one of the other jobs he interviewed for? Now, this is my belief. Now, this is what this is a theory that I have. I think that the Houston Astros, Jim Crane, have kind of a deal with Joe Espada. We want you here. We need to bring Dusty in to quell and squelch the criticism. We need to bring Dusty in to make sure that we kind of get out of this realm of negativity and somewhat he's really helped with that. 
But when it's said and done, he's an older manager. We want you to know that you're next in line. You've earned it. You have a connection with our Latin players. You have a connection and you understand the clubhouse culture. And so therefore, Joe Espada, go interview. But know that if you don't take those jobs, we got a spot for you here in Houston. Now, again, this is purely conjecture. This is my assumption and thinking through multiple scenarios. I'm not claiming to be sources at all. So don't be quoting what well, H. John Wheelhouse from Locked on Astros said. He knows this for a fact. These are all assumptions, and I tried to make them as educated as possible. That's why I think my second option is kind of he has some surprisingly awesome familiarities with the club that I didn't realize until I researched him a little further. But I think Joe Espada is your number one managerial candidate, and I just believe that they're going to go with him. Now, obviously, they're going to interview more people. You can't just interview one guy. Or say, when I can interview, we got this guy, because then it looks like you're short-sighted and you're not being thorough. My number two guy is also within the Astros organization. It's first base coach Omar Lopez. Now listen to this guy's past and listen to his connection to one of the greatest Astros of all time, if not the greatest. He played with the White Sox in 96 and 97 as a minor leaguer. Okay, He joined the Astros back in 1999. Familiar with the clubhouse culture. 1999, this is pre-Jim Crane. He was a scout and hitting instructor. Then, get this, he recommended a certain player who was 16 years old to the Astros organization. Yes, that player, Jose Altuve. He is the scout that recommended Jose Altuve that the Astros give him a look at the age of 16. The rest is history. Like, that makes me want to give him the job right there just because of Jose Altuve. But anyways, I know that's not how it works. Let me just start off by saying this. I don't think he's going to leapfrog Joe Espada, but I think if there's going to be internal candidates, he's got to be one of the top two. He was with the Gulf Coast League Astros in 2010. He was Astros Player Development Man of the Year. At in that year, and in 2013, he led the Quad City River Bandits to an 81 and 57 record and a Midwest League championship. He guided the Hooks in 18 and 19. In 2018, he was 82 and 56, qualified for the playoffs, and he was Texas League Manager of the Year. And this last year, he took Venezuela to a to a um, quarterfinal berth in the World Baseball Classic as the coach in the 2023 World Baseball Classic. So, Omar Lopez has the resume. Omar Lopez is a guy that I think eventually one day will be a manager. And if Joe Espada was not here, I would 100% go with Omar Lopez because of experience, because of his relationship. Jose Altuve alone has value. But he has been a scout. He has been a coach. He's a hitting coach. He's out there with the guys. He's got a familiarity. Why would you want to disrupt the club culture and go outside and do that? But those are my top two. I think Joe Espada is clearly my number one guy. If he doesn't get it, I'll be shocked. I've been wrong in the past. So those are my top two internal. My third candidate, and it's simply because I know he's tied with Dana Brown in the Atlanta Braves, and it's Walt Weiss. Former Rookie of the Year with the Oakland A's in 1988. 
I was a big fan of those Bass Brother teams, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, and they won three Rookie of the Years in a row. Mark McGuire, Walt Weiss, Jose Canseco, they had three Oakland A's win back to back to back. He was actually a um, all-star in 87, and he was a World Series champion with the 89 Oakland A's. We remembered that. That was the Battle of the Bay against San Francisco. Will Clark, Mark McGuire, um, the tragic and terrible earthquake that hit San Francisco that year where a lot of people credited the World Series to saving a lot of lives because people were home watching the game. And then the beleaguered 2021 Atlanta Braves. We won't talk about that. But he was a manager. So of these three candidates, one of them has been a manager. And some people would say, well, maybe that qualifies him over Espada and Lopez. He has a 283 and 365 record as a manager. Now, he was in Colorado. I don't know that he exactly had the best teams going for him, and so maybe that could be a reason for his win-loss record. I don't know. But he became bench coach in Atlanta for 2017. He interviewed in 2022 with the Miami Marlins. So you have three candidates that in my mind make sense. Walt Weiss, because he's connected with Dana Brown. Dana Brown knows him. Dana Brown, Dana Brown trusts him. And I don't think Dana Brown would suggest somebody that would come in and reduce the clubhouse culture or make it worse. They're only going to bring guys that make it better. That's why I don't see a Buck Showalter. I don't see a Schumacher. I don't see an Osmus. I don't see those names of guys coming in and making any significance. Now, Jeff Bannister, I think, is kind of a dark horse because he was with the Rangers. He does have a good pass. I believe he was with the Pirates at first. He moved up, became the Rangers manager. Now he's in on the coaching staff for the Diamondbacks. Maybe he's the fourth guy. Maybe he's the guy that's the dark horse that's not an internal candidate or a Dana Brown former employee or coworker. Bannister to me is the only guy outside outside that makes sense to me that I've heard. So to recap, they're looking for a manager. Dusty Baker is sailing into the sunset. He is probably the most successful Houston Astros, if not is the most successful Houston Astros coach in his tenure of all time. He's done more than all the other coaches, even AJ Hinch. I know people are going to vehemently disagree with me and that's fine. You can disagree. We, If we all thought the same things, this world would be a pretty boring place. But we've got a lot to talk about this offseason. We are going to cover various things like Kyle Tucker. What is the status of Kyle Tucker? Um, Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez, what are they going to do with him? Are, are they going to sign him? Are they going to extend him? Or is he going to be traded at some point? Um the free agent relief pitchers, Matan, Neres, Stanek, are these guys going to remain in Astros uniforms? Does it make sense to keep them? I think it makes sense to keep two of those three guys. And I really like Stanek. I really like Neres. Matan to me, look, if you can get them at a cheap enough price, you might as well bring them back. We know Michael Brantley more than likely is done. Could he take on a hitting role? But, I mean, a, a hitting coach type role. This has been a special edition of my three managerial selections. What I would love to do is see your comments on this YouTube channel of who you think will be the next manager of the Houston Astros. Look, the golden era is not done, and we are still steamrolling ahead into 2024. We can't wait, just like you, to get into 
spring training. So stick with us all off season. We are your team every day. Go Strohs. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and make us your team every day. Bury me in the H. Let's go.